Hi. Hello. We are back with another episode, and I keep forgetting what episode we're on, so I'm just going to say six. There we go. Yes. We got another episode number. Well, six is five, so mm-hmm. this, this week is six. I can count. Great. I'm Miranda. <laughs> I'm Shivani. And today, we are doing something a little different. We have a guest. I'm yes. so excited. And um, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> it's just a... Yeah, we're not, we're not doing anything with, like... Um, <laughs> We won't have our faces showing. It's yeah. just yeah, all audio. Okay. Don't worry. I would be really nervous if the camera was on. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm Hope. Yay. So, Hope is here because we're going to talk about something more, like, debatable, you know? Things that people would get very into talking about. And so, we wanted to have a third opinion just to talk to and ask different questions. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we figured a good topic to go with today is abortion, because who doesn't like talking about abortion? (laughs) Woo! (laughs) And I mean, there was um, some talk about it in the news recently. I remember there was like some sort of thing going on, and people were, were, I don't know, in court, and I don't know, going over if it was like the woman's choice and whatever. Always going on in the news. Right, right. Especially now with like everything happening, everything's coming up the surface, and we're talking about it again, which is a good thing, but also very overwhelming and stressful. So, why not talk about it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I guess we should start with like initial opinions. Initial what do you, what do you think of our? Let's start with hope. <laughs> okay. um, what is your initial opinion um, on abortion? On abortion, I think that it should be the woman's choice. I think pro-choice is always something that should be available because if not there's safety concerns there's um just freedom concerns like freedom of choice Mm -hmm. concerns um personally I think I would lead like just for myself it'd be more pro-life just because it'd be a really really hard decision but I do think pro-choice is the best option so that a woman does have a choice on what they want to do and what works best for them safely right that makes sense because there's like what like Similar with, like, when different things, like, alcohol was illegal, or, like, when drugs are illegal, when people do it, it's less safe. So, like, it does right. make sense to legalize it to make it more safe, because then, you know, the woman can hurt herself more. Right. Not, yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think I'm leaning a little bit more toward, toward like, pro-choice, and I think I always have, but um, recently I took a, a philosophy class, and... I was trying to understand what motives are behind, not motives, but like what kinds of beliefs. beliefs. Yeah. I was like, what's the right word? Right. Um, what beliefs are behind like a person who's more pro-life? So, um, I guess I should like ask you guys, like, what would you say to someone who's pro-life or like, do you, huh? What do you mean? Like if they, if they believe that, well, like what do pro-life people believe? They believe that like, if you get pregnant and it's like, it doesn't really matter how you got pregnant. You have to keep the baby. You can't abort it. So like what? The extremist pro-life people. Right, yeah. right. And, like, they have, like, religious beliefs, I feel like, around that yeah. usually. Um, how, would, how would you respond to that? Well, how would I respond? Or, do I, or like, do you understand it? Do you, yes. Okay. I mean, I grew up Catholic, so. Okay. Know, okay, could you explain is, it? Because, yeah. like, I don't so really understand pro-life it. pro-life for, like, the Christian church, especially the Catholic church, is, like, God created that baby. And that baby is meant to live. Mm -hmm. And so you're, like, killing one of God's creatures and you're killing a person. You know, like, obviously murder is illegal. 
so people believe that abortion is illegal because technically you're killing a person. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna assume that like because you guys are pro-choice, do you think that a baby is a person? Do you think they have the same rights as a regular like human being? Like like I'm not regular human. They are human being, but I mean. <clears throat> I mean, like, uh, constitutional rights. Right, right. What do you think? I mean, I don't know as much of the science as some people do, but there's different, like, people, science people who talk about, like, the embryos and when it, like, became more of a human versus, like, I don't know. When it can live on its own yeah. outside of the womb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know enough about that. Um, the real reason I'm more pro-choice than pro-life is because, like, I would encourage all of my friends to be pro-life and I don't like I could never never abort a baby and I'd like highly encourage the pro-life mindset but I don't believe that the government can make that choice for people mm-hmm. it's more of like a like libertarian type mindset where it's like you just don't want the government to control it like I'm pro-life with the people around me but I'm not legally pro-life because it shouldn't be a law that makes sense I think so. Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Hope? So I also uh, was raised Catholic, mm-hmm. and so that was definitely the same mindset. But as I've gotten older, I've been able to like look into different parts of the Catholic Church I've taken issue with. So they're also they are against abortion, obviously, um, but also against birth control. So mm-hmm. if you are taking birth control, you're going to hell. It's like hmm, okay, well it's kind of a catch twenty two because if you want to prevent pregnancy you should be going under some form of birth control, whether it's hormonal or anything, anything like that. Yeah. Um, or if you don't want the baby, you're going to have an abortion. But it's just like, it, you can't kind of get out of that cycle unless you literally just stay away from doing things like get you pregnant, which isn't always possible in people's lives. So I think it's just, it's very interesting. Um, again, growing up in the Catholic church is like- It's a lot of like, you find the person you want, you marry them, you have kids with them. Right, exactly. Yeah, scary. So it's very straightforward, and it's mm-hmm. lockstep on what you're kind of supposed to do. Um, I'm no longer part of the Catholic Church, I would say. I've kind of cycled out of that. So it's definitely opened up another area of maybe where that should be controlled, or what should be controlled, and what should be taught to people um there's like the islam religion they do after about six months is when they cut it off and mm-hmm. so up until six months you have i think mm-hmm. it's about six months might just be right under that um you have that much time to abort the baby if you think it's right gotcha. so because that it's not a human mm-hmm. life form until it hits that point so once you hit that okay. point then there's no going back like you're gonna have to keep the baby one because that's and there's the some safest states option that too right yeah yeah hmm. so that's the safest option because obviously if you're gonna have an abortion you need to have it early on because mm-hmm. if not it could kill not only the baby but yourself yeah um just because of the process and the process actually it doesn't hurt a lot of women it's just once you get farther along so there's complications um but anyways yeah i think it's just very interesting to see when it comes to religion that there's different there's different rules to everything and people have different mindsets and they're like, well, it's all based on my religion. It's like, well, you can, there's different religions you can pull from where you get different ideas. Right. And just because it's part of your religion doesn't mean it's law. Exactly. Cause like, I mean, I'm more general Christian now, like less specifically to yeah. the Catholic church, but like I have friends who are like Catholic and I'm like, and 
different like groups on my campus yeah. and they all go to like marches and I'm like yeah I'm pro-choice so you guys have fun because it's like off it's it's awkward I feel like I'm being like a bad Christian sometimes because like I get that yeah. my grandparents don't know any of this mm-hmm. I still show up to church <laughs> when they're when they're around so um it's definitely interesting my cousin went to a pro-life march in Washington D.C. So it's definitely eye-opening when you figure out who kind of agrees with you and who doesn't. I think it's all based on your life experiences. Yeah. Like, just based on stuff that's happening to you, based on stuff that's happening to your family, where you're just like, well, of course that's either yes an option, no an option, or we don't really know, we'll figure mm-hmm. it out when we get to that point in time. True. So I think it's very interesting, because there, there can be all kinds of factors. Like, it was great. Right. That's 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 cool. That's well. That's where a lot of people who are pro-life change their opinions. Exactly. That is where they they're like, well, that's different. Like, hey, I I know how it's different. Don't get me wrong. Like, I know how it's different. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but what makes you change from saying it's murder to not saying it's murder? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's still if you have that line of thinking, it's still murder. And then you also get into thinking, well, if it's murder should they be going to jail for it Hmm. there was um i think it was in so rapists should be going to jail too though and some a lot of rapists get away for you too so i think it was in um i forget what i forget the place it was i read a lot of articles on it where women were being sent to prison for life for miscarriages Oh, oh for miscarriage. When was this? That's not like recently. That's really? Oh, exactly. But the government was saying you could have done more to prevent that miscarriage. Therefore, you murdered your own child. And Did this happen in like the United States like when, or like? No, it's not the United States. I think it's, is that like when I was like, like taking alcohol right. and causing miscarriage, or like no, when you're like tricked out the stairs? Right. Well, I mean, and miscarriages can just be a part of your genetics, where you're just yeah. going to have them. Um, sometimes you can't control it. That's why there's fertility clinics to work on stuff yeah. like that because it's traumatizing. Like right. kind of a miscarriage, especially if it's a late one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's really traumatizing. You, you lose your, yeah. Or if you have stillbirth, mm. you still have to birth that baby even though they're dead. Right. Yeah. So I then that I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't have much of a religious perspective on this. I mean, I was raised Hindu, so I guess I was brought up a little differently. But, like, I don't think I stayed long enough to really understand their perspective on abortion. And I don't think I under- like got to that part in, like, my religious journey. But, um, um, yeah, I kind of took myself out of that before I really understood what was going on in there. But, um yeah, I'm still trying to figure out my own opinion. I know for me, it's just, it's more pro-choice for me and it kind of depends on the context and I would have to like know all the details, right. but I have a better understanding of why people think like pro-life or like why people would say that now. I think it's just really blurred, like just depending it, yeah. on the context. Well, it's hard because like a lot of the ways people debate like abortion is from such different standpoints mm-hmm. because the religious people like see it in a completely like different like god way and like pro-choice people see it in like a more like government or science way and 
it's kind of impossible to argue with people who are saying it's God. You know, you can't be like, you're wrong. Mm. Like, it's it's a start and end to an yeah. argument. Side note, it's El Salvador. Um, <laughs> it has that. Um, but it is like a stop and end kind of discussion. Yeah. And that's why I like to talk about it constitutionally, where is this going to violate any rights? And it does. It violates your right to privacy. Right. So that's where you can cut it off and say, that's why we can't have laws surrounding abortion because state versus church church versus state right you have to separate that Words. and your right to privacy and your freedom yeah. your freedom to choose what you want to do mm-hmm. because if you once you lose that choice you're going to do anything you can to still have that i mean it's true if i put myself in a position where i was a rape victim and i ended up pregnant and abortion was illegal i would do anything i could to go get an abortion personally because i would never want to kill my child yeah. ah this is how you were conceived because mm-hmm. then they're going to feel like a mistake the rest of their life mm-hmm. and that's nothing anyone wants or even if people are like well put them up for adoption one that's really hard on the mother whether people want to admit it or not you have mm-hmm. to give away that child you just birthed which is a process of the how and then it's oh, if what if adoption they find you Adoption centers are a mess, too. And that's something that needs to be worked on. <laughs> yeah. But what if the child comes to find you, wants to know why, A, they were given up, or B, where's the dad? Yeah. Like, I, just any of those questions, that's what would scare me the most, and that's where I am severely pro-choice, where I'm like, that woman has every right, right yeah. to make that decision. Or I mean, in general, I'm just pro-choice. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, that's really hard, but it, this kind of goes into a different topic, but adoption centers need to be yeah. strengthened. The whole process needs to be just a little bit more, it's, like have a flow to it so that kids don't go into the system, stay in the system, and then they turn 18, they have like nowhere to go. Right. Well, like, they're all like full too. Like there's adoption centers in the U.S. that are like over capacity. And then like, there's also like out of country ones mm-hmm. and everywhere needs like help and yeah and like there's also like new rules that like people in the u.s like when we're having like drama with other countries like trump made a law for a short period of time that you couldn't adopt in russia yes and like i don't under like they're just human beings but whatever (laughs) i know Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah, that makes a lot of sense i know um when i was in like this philosophy class one of the biggest arguments was that like when you think about abortion and like one of like the biggest arguments on the like other end would be like, well, if you abort the child, you're basically like denying them like a life, like Mm -hmm. experience. And so I think you kind of like answer that in like the best way possible, just because you don't want to give your child, you don't want to bring, yeah, you don't want to bring your child into a world that is completely against them. You like, you're doing like, I'm guessing a lot of you guys that have like come up with opinions, do it based out of like love for yourself and for the child. So like usually abortion isn't necessarily because you yeah. want to like murder the child well, and like you, yeah. It's like women fully, like people aren't just like, oh yes, my former birth control is abortion. Like it's fully like, it's a thought out decision. It's not like a selfish. It's physically like, an emotional attack. Yeah. Like it's not like, it's not, the decision's not made on a whim and it's something you're going to have to prep and then, prep for obviously mentally and physically but then also you're gonna have to come down from that like they i guarantee you there's women out there who are like i should never done it i should never aborted that baby Mm -hmm. and they're gonna live with that guilt for the rest Mm -hmm. of their life when 
they had every right to do that. There could have been any case out there that it's mm -hmm. like, well, maybe yeah. maybe there was health issues with the mom. Like, because if the mom has any health issues where she's going to die during the pregnancy or the, the birthing process or if the child's going to die during the birthing process, that'd be scary as hell. And you don't want that. Right. So, and especially, I guess, if, if you're a young mom, if you're going to be a new mom, yeah, that's really scary. Um, again, rape, all kinds of things mm -hmm. where it, it just... It's a big, it's a yeah. big area and topic, obviously, to cover. But I just think it's very, very interesting yeah. when people when people come up with their decisions, and it's like, well, we're our own people, right? Mm -hmm. We can make our own decisions. Yeah, it's and it's not like I thought. It's not like a instinctual decision. It's a well thought out. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you, but I <laughs> wanted to make the point. I know you yeah. didn't. I know I was forgetting what I was going to talk about anyway. But yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree. Um. Yeah, I feel like we flushed that out pretty well. Um, um, I was just thinking about, like, like given the situation we're in right now, there's a lot of, like, mothers who are, like, you know, giving birth to their children right now in, like, COVID and all this stuff that's kind of erupting. Um, how, would, how would you feel, like, if you, like, say, like, you, hypothetically, if you got pregnant right now and it was, like, oh, yes. and it was... Like, and it was, like, you weren't planning on it, but maybe it was with someone you loved. Like, would you feel okay bringing a baby into the world that we're in right now at yeah. this point in time? I mean, I, I, obviously it's not possible for it, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it'd be a complicated issue. I think it depends on, obviously, how I got pregnant. Right. But if it was so, I mean, obviously, if it was my doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, my, my personal choice would be to keep the child in this world. Mm -hmm. Maybe not in the United States. Uh, hey, I, um, I, yeah, I can get I, that. I think I would maybe try to find a different avenue because I think it's just so crazy that until you settle it down and it, I'm going to bring politics into this, but it's just like it's freedom of choice is such an important thing to me mm -hmm. on certain things. I mean, certain things, we got to make that clear. Mm -hmm. Like the whole different subject. Second Amendment. We're not covering that today. <laughs> but um, when it comes to like your own body and stuff like that, um, but I don't want a child to grow up in a, especially if it was a little girl, to grow up in a country mm -hmm. that is has a president currently that is extremely misogynistic. Mm -hmm. Because I want to a goal in life to be to empower women, and that's not going to happen. And right now, so. Um, I think it'd be very interesting. I would still obviously want to um, give birth to that child, but it would have to be different. Hmm. So. Where would you go? Um, honestly, Canada. <laughs> Canada <laughs> or mm -hmm. Germany. Mm -hmm. Oh, go to Yes. So stick with Canada. I think Canada. Yeah. Canada's my best bet. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. calmer. I just learned some French. But yeah, um, it's not too hard just to learn a second language. Just learn a second language. <laughs> but you just don't want, I mean, no one wants a child to go through rough times at all. And if you're putting that child into a world where it's full of, right now, misogyny and racism and everything, you're like, yeah, I, I don't want the child to go through that. That's right. So just separate him from the situation mm -hmm. until. It can improve, and then I, yeah. but in like introducing them to things like diversity mm -hmm. and gender and race and everything yeah. like that, culture, so, yeah. Hmm. That's why, I've like, that's one of the reasons I'm, 
want to live in like Chicago or like a suburb when I'm I mean obviously I want to live there when I'm an adult just for me but like I also want to live like a big city type area when I have kids to introduce them to like diversity and yeah. culture and stuff yeah well like when you grow up in central Illinois <laughs> you're surrounded by a bunch of white people yeah for being honest <laughs> bunch of white people and it's worse than the school I go to in Indiana <laughs> it's when you live in a small town that's full of racist old white people it's it's awful mm-hmm. and I would never want that for my child okay. um like I've had a great time living my life so far but I know the problems that are there like when mm-hmm. you have people in your small town who are questioning oh yeah because twan was even smaller yeah yeah if a kidney of someone who is of a different skin color can go into a white person mm. a transplant uh-huh we have issues mm-hmm. yikes that's, yeah that's small town for you but <laughs> i don't want my child growing up in that because you don't want your child to be like what do you know that only a kidney from a white person goes to a kidney to a white person. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm. That's not how white works. So I would definitely not want them growing up in anything like that. I saw a cute video. Sorry, this is unrelated. Well, it's kind of related to the transplant thing. I saw a cute video of um, these parents who, like, I guess their son, like, donated his heart when he died. And it's a really cute video of these parents, like, listening to the heart when it went into, like, like a black boy and it was so cute because it was like I don't know because yeah. they were just like standing next to him like with like the heart whatever it's called yeah it was cute so, 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 yeah. like <laughs> heart whatever it's called it's fine anyways yeah just, sorry I, <laughs> I just wanted to yes went all over the place but again I wouldn't want my child growing up in anything like that where mm-hmm. it's so it, yeah it's unbelievably racist that yeah. you're like wow I need to get out of here because it's it's ridiculous yeah. I, I would want to surround my child with diversity and yeah. like in, in gender and culture and race because then well, they grow they up understanding more, yeah. right and they have a better perspective on life they kind of know more and hopefully I would be able to introduce them to different financial situations too because that's a big thing right um, True. Yeah. hopefully going into social work it's not going to get me a lot of money so don't know where that's going to land me mm-hmm. but um just want them to be aware that's yeah. not one line of thinking. Yeah. Which is how abortion and is don't. too. Yeah. It's not one line of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're all, yes. How about you, Shivani? What was your answer to your question? What was my question? Something oh, about shoot. having a child during this time. Mm, I think I'd be, I think I'd be okay bringing them up in, in this time period because I think there's a lot of potential to like to raise someone who could be like a good like I feel like in this time of like when there's so much chaos that like there's like you know there's like a there's potential to like bring about something great like you can you can parent your kids into like being the leaders and changers and like you know in this world and I feel like with all this real world stuff happening it's easier for them to like understand like I guess the extremes of like, like, you know, good versus bad or right versus wrong. Like it'll help them understand that better versus like reading it about reading about it in like a history book because like, and I don't know, before any of this happened, I guess reading about, yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like it would give like, 
I feel like it'd be quite a ride for my child, but I think it's worth it in a, in a way to bring up a child in this sort of situation. I mean, it could be very, very difficult, but I right. think for me, it would just be, it would be, it'd be very interesting and very fulfilling for me to like parent someone in this situation. And, situations yeah, like yeah. Growth. yeah. Yeah. Growth. And like, that's all I really kind of want from life. But I mean, yeah. that's, could change because you know I'm 18 but <laughs> whatever yeah. but yeah no I I don't I don't think it's a terrible idea because there's so much potential for change and so many things we could do yeah I am I would I would be open to it but yeah I mean I know we're like pretty young but like I know parenting has changed like in like even in like the past decade how do you guys have you guys thought about like how you would teach your children about the world how you hmm. I mean I think I mean obviously I'm gonna be like there's my child and like teach them stuff but I think one big thing about parenting that's really important is like has own experience Mm -hmm. like kids I mean like obviously when you're younger you have to like leave them and stuff but also like yeah like everyone has to learn things kind of on their own a little bit like, when the big lessons in life are, like, the learning about other people and stuff, it's a lot of, like, hands-on, like, what you do, what mistakes you make teach you how to do something. That's, like, one of the big things about parenting, because I think a lot of times parents, like, tell you to not do something, but you don't know why, or you don't, like, you know you're not supposed to do it, but you don't, like, it's not a big deal to you until, like, you make a mistake, and, like, you're, like, oh, crap, I have to do this now, because I messed up, and it turned out really bad, so now I can't, you know, mess up again, I don't know, that kind of rambled, but do you get the point? So, like, are you saying that, like, you would, like, teach your children to to be open to, like, making mistakes, and, like, Mm -hmm. growing from that, and just, yeah, learning? Okay, how about you, Hope? Um, I think, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I'd want my children to know that mistakes are okay and mm-hmm. how you're going to make them. That's how you're going to learn. But I think an important thing for me with my children, hopefully my future children, um, is to have open discussions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starting at a young age. Because I think there's a lot of things that families either don't like to talk about. It's an uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. It's an uncomfortable topic. It's like, well, we got to talk about it at some point in time. So why not talk about it now? If you start at a younger age, they have more open mindset. You have to introduce it lightly. I mean, obviously, you're not going to go up to an eight-year-old and be like, so what do you think about abortion? Like, obviously, <laughs> that's not going to go over well. So you have to, like, just gradually start with, like, smaller topics and mm-hmm. um, get their opinions and maybe, like, question, like, oh, why do you think that? Right. Because then that develops critical thinking, and then it also develops a better perspective and, like, um, just being more aware of their surroundings so yeah. they can take in more and be like, wait, why do I think that? I think that's really important discussions with the kids is mm-hmm. it's it's a lesson in itself to well, like yeah. be able to have that connection with them, mm-hmm. have that discussion, be able to have an open discussion mm-hmm. where there's no well, you shouldn't be thinking that or anything like that. It's just a well, why do you think that? Well and it helps like form opinions and like understanding and empathy opinions. and yeah. Mm-hmm. And not ones that would come from yeah. parents. Because yeah. That's what would always bother me is people are like, well, you have that opinion because your parents have that opinion. Like, my mom is not political. She is Catholic, but she doesn't really interject opinions mm-hmm. most of the time. She'll, if she has one, she will. My dad does. That He's extremely liberal. 
he will put his opinion out there but i pride myself in being able to like look at it and be like well, why do why I do that? i think this way yeah. do i really think this way and then just kind of going back yeah. over it to make sure it's my own opinion yeah i yeah i like that too and i also like with my family like there's a lot of families who just are hush hush about different opinions and stuff our family we have political conversations with the table. like we straight up like if something's going on my dad will probably complain about it. i'll be like what's this article that you're reading and like i mean like relatively we're like moderately conservative like my family i grew up in a moderately conservative household but then like i also have been surrounded by liberal friends so like i'm still like meshing with my opinion but like whenever my dad brings up something i like just we just i just play devil's advocate i just ask him a bunch of questions and i force like the family to like see the other point yeah. of view and it's like we like just discuss it and right. it's really good because like i don't know like with my mom i've helped and i hope she doesn't hear this and think i, I i'm being mean to not but like <laughs> i've encouraged her to be more accepting of like the lgbtq community mm-hmm. and like now my parents like understand and would yeah. be okay like if i'm um that's a different topic, but like if right. me or one of my siblings was like gay or something. To be so. accepting of it. Yeah. yeah, that's a big thing for my future yeah. children. It's like because of the household yeah. I'm in and just kind of the Catholic, just, I don't know, space I'm in since it's in my family. Uh, very, that make fun of it. It's an insult for being a part that's of the That's so LGBT. great. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. LGBTQ mm-hmm. community, and I'm like, I would never put my child there. Right. Like, you never know what someone's going through. You never know where their opinions are, what, who they love. If we're talking about LGBTQ mm-hmm. community, or how they feel inside their own body, so it's just like, be open to everything. Yeah. And I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think you could teach empathy? Um, no. I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's genetic. I mm-hmm. think really. Oh. Yes, I think it, it, huh. and I'm going to, so I'm going to give you an example. Um, my aunt on the dad's side, yes. so she married into the family. She doesn't really give a damn. <laughs> like, it's her way or the highway. Okay. Hmm. I respect that sometimes. It did get passed on to her son, where her son, he's going to be a plastic surgeon. Someone comes in for a boob job, fine, you're paying me. I'll do your boob job. Someone comes in because they need plastic surgery on like their foot because they had to get a toe chopped off from being diabetic. Well, you should have taken better care of yourself. You're stupid. You're stupid. I I no, I'm not gonna even look at it. Hmm. It's like wait gotcha. a minute. So he he doesn't it he doesn't have it in him to have any form of empathy. Hmm. So I think it I think it does run in the family. I think you can teach kids to be more empathetic, but I think they have to have it in them. Because there's some people that, yeah, you can try to teach them all you want, but in the end, it's not there. So I think it has to start, even if it's just a little, like a little spark inside someone. And I think everyone has a form of empathy, almost everyone, but (laughs) sometimes it can be hard to get out of them. Um, But I think that's definitely something that maybe kids should not like a lesson in school but again i think that's where conversation 
kind of helps see people's situations because that would definitely help kids who maybe have no empathy develop some form of caring because I I definitely think empathy is hard for people Um, with my family it's passed on Mm -hmm. my dad is just that way so I'm that way Um, just trying to understand people but I yeah I guess it it could be taught but again I think you have to have it in you for it to be successful Mm -hmm. and I I feel like I disagree I feel like it's like a learned thing like empathy is literally the ability to connect with someone based on shared experiences like that's basically what how people define it so I feel like I feel like it's something you learn with experience like you build your empathy up based on like I mean like based on the struggles you've been through yeah and I see that too where um I think that works for some people but I think for others others will shut down so if you have a, a family member who passes, mm-hmm. you might shut down. You might just be like, forever? I think it's possible. Um, going off a of personal experience, shut down for like a year and a half. It would ignore the world. Right. But then something happens, like a spark happens. Like that spark of empathy comes. Yeah. And you can kind of be back in life again about it or and then you're more empathetic to other people and you're more empathetic because you've had that yeah i totally agree that if you have different experiences that can make you more empathetic but there's still i think that genetic factor or that you were born with it factor that spark that makes you um you you can develop empathy huh Uh. I don't, I almost don't want to believe that, you know, like maybe it's just me being optimistic because I kind of want to believe that people who are like, I don't know, like, I'm thinking of like, I don't know, like a movie, like the typical, like, like, I don't know, like a Disney villain and the descendants. I'm literally thinking descendants. Okay. Like a (laughs) Disney villain that like doesn't have empathy and it has, they have like a kid and that kid can still develop empathy. I don't know. Yeah. Even if their parent, like. A lot of times, like, there's families that, like, their parents don't put in any effort with them, and they can still, so this is more, like, nature versus nurture, but, like, right. they can still develop, like, compassion and empathy and stuff, yeah. even if they, like. I think, yeah, I definitely think they still can, but I think it's very easy for them to also turn towards shutting the world out. Yeah. Because they've gone through that, they're like, well, nobody cared about me, so why should I care about anything? Why should I care about anyone? You think that's a hereditary decision where they're going to lean towards? Or? I, I think genetics and it, it plays a role in it because I think if you go through a whole line of family that is like, I don't give a damn about you, there's a fat chance you're going to be like, right. I don't give a damn about you. If you go through a family that has gone through a lot of struggles and they have, they've started off with someone who already had the caring heart to make it sappy there. But if they started like that, it carries through and th- those struggles just build up on empathy. So it, it just starts as like a little spark and it depends on your life experience, I think. So some people have a spark, some people have a very long fuse and maybe the spark comes later in life because maybe they get more empathetic when they're older. Maybe that's how their family has worked for some people. Interesting. Have hmm. nothing to light and there's no spark. 
there's no empathy. I, I think there genuinely are people with no empathy. Like sociopaths and stuff. Great. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. what do you think? Um, I am, am somewhere in the middle on this because I... <sighs> Okay, because, like, I've been doing, like, a lot of, like, research on, like, emotions and, like, psychology and, like, spiritual stuff, and so, like, um, I do think, like, where you're born, it's kind of like a nature versus nurture thing, because that's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was, that was, uh, that was oh, kind of it, and I think I'm somewhere in the middle of that, because I think, like, nature naturally, when we're born, I think something in us is just, like, naturally empathetic, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. And because, like, when you're a baby, you're, you, like, you're attached to your mother in a sort of way. I think that's, like, empathy in some form. So I feel like how you're nurtured changes that. So, like, I think we're all born naturally empathetic. And so, like, huh? All born with a spark. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, it's just, yeah, kind of like what Miranda was saying, like, I'm kind of combining your things. But, like, yeah. Yeah, so it was just, like, based on experience and, like, your traumas and, like, different things that you are brought to believe because I know like I was born to like an Indian family and they had these very traditional um like perspectives about like how to express their emotions usually at least for like South Asian families like mine you don't express your emotions that much and you're Mm -hmm. taught to just like hold it in and you can't cry gotta you know just like fight through it and showing your emotions is like kind of like selfish and like you shouldn't be doing that so like in that way I feel like my my type of like I guess my expression of empathy is a lot weaker than a lot of people because I was raised not being to like not express my emotions and like now I'm trying to like figure that out I'm like okay my parents like instilled these beliefs in me and I like for years was never able to express my emotions like I can do that now how do I do that now and like now it's just like this process of like reverse engineering that and like yeah unlearning all that yeah and yeah. I think mm-hmm. they've actually had studies on that where, like with babies, where babies aren't racist, they're taught that. Right, so exactly. How can people be untaught right. racism? Mm-hmm. And so it's I a think lot harder to unteach things than to teach them. Right. So if you are, I mean, I, I think that's where I'm, I would say it's almost genetic because you're so little. I mean, you wouldn't remember anything else. Where mm-hmm. you grew up in a household that's very. Nice cutthroat. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, not willing to show emotion or emotion is a weakness or something like right. that. Then that's mm-hmm. how you're going to be until maybe yeah, something was, yeah. starts, something yeah. changes, and then you have a life experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah. hello, now empathy is a new thing, but it is yeah. something to learn. I think, I don't think it's something you could like teach in school. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's those discussions you could have at a kitchen table where your child's like, well, so-and-so came to school today all dirty. And it's like, well, let's talk about this. Why maybe did they come to school dirty? Do they have access to certain things mm-hmm. to be clean, yeah. to keep up their hygiene and stuff like that? And then that's where I think kids can form, yeah, improve that empathy mm-hmm. that maybe they've already started with. Mm. Yeah. Well, I have a prior commitment that I have to attend to, but thank you so much for joining us. Yes, oh my gosh, you. this is amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this um, conversation. I really want to talk about like emotions and empathy more later because that just really like lights me up. I'm like, ooh, let's talk about it. But yes, this was amazing. I really appreciated like your whole perspective on like abortion and everything. I learned so much. Like I was like, whoa, that's, uh, yeah. I didn't talk very much because I was just like mesmerized by like everything <laughs> yeah, you said. Right. I was like, wow, really? But anyway, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Um, do you have like a I closing can't... remark? <laughs> huh. I can't think of anything. Um, <laughs> form your own opinions, people. Hey. Think it through. Think it through. Beautiful. You got anything? I, I can't think of anything. Do you <laughs> No, that's good. I think what Hope said was great. Brilliant. Okay. It was amazing. Thank you for listening. And uh, let us know if you have any, like, other topics or stuff you want us to talk about, because that'd be awesome and amazing. So, yay. Bye. Bye.